What's up, everybody? This is your host, Josh. And this is your host, Rail. Welcome to Econics Talks. This is our podcast, and we're going to be talking about different lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. Welcome back to Econics Talks, guys. Today, we're going to be discussing if Airbnb is a good investment. As most of you know, on um, my social media page, on the Econics page, I own an Airbnb. So I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper about that. I haven't really discussed it much, but I definitely want to give you guys some details on um, the Airbnb process and if it actually is a good investment. Um, I'm a year into my Airbnb, so... Um, I've kind of I've, I've been able to see slow season fast season um, you know what it looks like for an entire year bookings occupancy rates vacancy rates all that kind of stuff so first off you know what is Airbnb pretty much what Airbnb is it was created because they wanted to compete with the uh, the hotel industry and it's almost like uber for cars so what Airbnb does is it allows people who own homes um, or apartments to rent out or lease their places as a short-term rental. So what does that mean? So in other words, let's say you, you're going out of town and instead of staying in a hotel, you want something a little bit more private. You want something a little bit more um, secluded where you have um, more, just, just being more comfortable. Um, some Airbnbs offer Wi-Fi, offer internet, fire sticks, video games, places for your kids, your own separate bathrooms. It's just more room. So when you're going out of town, that's exactly what you know you can get if you go through an Airbnb. A lot of Airbnbs undercut hotel prices, not by much, but you can save. Or um, even if you look at it this way, if you're going to you know, spend, you know, $1,000 in a week at a hotel, why wouldn't you spend that same money at an Airbnb when you can get more? So just, that's just giving you, you know, kind of an overview of what Airbnb is. So that's their business model. Um, second, Airbnb is worldwide. So 4.85 million, um, they have 4.85 active, um, listings globally, 4.85 million. That's, that's, a tremendous tremendous amount of listings so even if you go to somewhere in Spain you go to go to Italy go to you go somewhere in Europe Africa um, as you guys know I just got back from Ghana I stayed in an Airbnb even in Ghana so it doesn't matter where you are um, Airbnb is listed in 91 country well I'm sorry in 191 countries so as far as it being worldwide yes it has a global impact and it gives the common person access and the ability to make a little bit a little bit of extra income um, if they decide you know however they decide to leverage their their property just to give you guys some quick statistics 43% of hosts used um, their profits to pay for regular housing expenses so for example let's say you need to get something done you need to retile you need to pay for the mortgage well most people a little bit under half use that profit to actually uh, pay for your mortgage to you know or to you know offset some costs six percent of hosts 
use profits to also start another business. And just to talk about the scalability of, you know, Airbnb, it's the, the, the short term rental market is growing. As you guys know, the world itself is is becoming more globally interconnected. You know, the more technology increases, the more social media begins to to rise, then that also, you know, that also affects travel. Um, and with that, you know, this market is projected to grow um, around 7%, 7 to 8% annually. So even if you look at a place like Florida, just last year alone, um, Tampa, between Tampa and St. Pete, the, um, I think it was 48 million that, that, um, Airbnb as a whole, as a whole, um, host that they, that they, uh, net, the net profit was around 48 million. I'll, I'll pull up the article and I'll post it in my, uh, in the show notes so that you guys can read it. But that's just in Florida alone. That doesn't include any of the other States. Florida is big on tourism. Florida is also big on, you know, you got Disney World, you got Universal Studios, Busch Gardens, um, the beaches. So Florida's made for people to come here. Um, you know, there are also a lot of snowbirds who come down for months at a time and then they go back up north. So it just depends on where your where your um, property is located. That will determine, you know, the the type of profitability profitability that you're looking at. So when it talks about is Airbnb scalable? Yes, Airbnb is scalable. And it also has a higher rental income. So let me break this down for you. When you have a property that you rent out, typically you're gonna get around two, 300, maybe $400 um, extra a month. So if you have a property and you rent it out, let's say you rent it out, let's say your mortgage is $1,000 a month. Let's say you rent it out for you know fourteen hundred. Um, so you're going to profit fourteen four hundred dollars a month because you still got to pay for the mortgage. That's cool. With Airbnb, there have been months where, plenty of months where I've doubled my mortgage, um, and I have and, and I'm not just throwing numbers out there. I have I have the um, the data to back it up. I can show you you know my profit statements. I can show you what I've made um, year over year, and I wasn't even. I hadn't even done Airbnb for a year yet, and there were some months where I doubled my mortgage, um, and that that wasn't that's not uncommon. So, one of the things that I like about Airbnb is the wear and tear. It, it's a lot less. It's a lot less on your property. So, if you have somebody that's staying there for a week, of course you're going to have those one-off, you know, uh, people who who do damage your home. But it, it's less. It's less strenuous on the house itself. As opposed to having somebody in there for a week, as opposed to having somebody in there for an entire year. You know, typically when people don't own something, they don't take care of it. And you deal with the same thing with Airbnb guests as well. However, the difference is, you know, when people come into town, they don't really come into town to live there. They're traveling, they're doing something, they're at a conference, or, you know, they're they're going out to a, a, a concert, or they're just out and about. They want to see the actual city. So the actual time that they're spending home at the at the home, it's not a great deal. So when you look at, you know, Airbnb, um, one, you have a higher probability to make more money if you do your due diligence and get the property in the right area. Second, it's less wear and tear on the house. So that's two, you know, that's two great, um, two great factors that play into it. Now, with any home, you also have multiple uses. 
So if you have, you know, with Airbnb, you have, you can also rent it out as a long-term property. You can rent it out as a long-term property or you can do a short-term rental. You With Airbnb, you have the option to take it off the market at any time. And even more, even more importantly, there are other websites that use short-term rental, the short-term rental space to, you know, allow people to leverage their homes to make a profit off of. Let me explain. So you have Airbnb, you have HomeAway, you have VRBO, you have um, Inclusive, you have a, a bunch of different other platforms that allow you to list your home and you can, you know, be active on these other sites and people can come see you and book your home. So Airbnb is not the only option. You know, it's crazy. HomeAway actually started in the 90s, um, but their their focus was vacation rentals. But, you know, Airbnb came along and they really just took it to the next level. Me personally, I'm not I'm not very big on HomeAway um, and I'll go into those reasons later, but it still is an option to make money. So when you're talking about Airbnb as a whole, is it a good investment? Of course it is. You just have to know exactly what to do. And we're going to be covering some more topics that kind of dive a little bit deeper into the Airbnb process, purchasing a home, all that stuff. And let me explain something else to you guys. One of the beauties about Airbnb is that even if you own a home, let's say you're, let's say, you know, I have a, a friend of mine who has a five bedroom house. Well, you know, if you're, if you have a five bedroom house and it's just you, then you got four extra rooms. Well, you can Airbnb those extra rooms out and make a profit off of it. Now, some people don't feel comfortable with that, but again, that's on your own risk. That's on you. But if you're willing to do that and you're willing to make a sacrifice to say, hey, I'm willing to share my space with somebody that I do not know, then, you know, you're fine. Um, so let me explain something to you about the Airbnb process when it comes to verification, just so I can dispel some of the rumors about safety. Yes, I personally think that Airbnb can improve their safety standards when it comes to hosting. However, you do have to submit a driver's license and um, you have to submit you know certain documents. So you can also leave a review for guests. So if there's a guest out there who isn't, you know, who, who's a horrible guest, you just read the reviews on them and you can decide whether or not you take them or not. You know, I'm a super host and I've been a super, I've been, um, I've achieved super host status three, three times in a row. So I've, I've hosted a lot of different families. I've hosted a lot of people who I didn't want to host, but I did anyway. So you, you live and you learn, but I, at the end of the day, I have an option to list my home and, and, and rent out my home to anybody I feel. And if I want to deny that, I can also deny them as well. So you take on the full risk and well, actually, let me take that back. When you use Airbnb, you're also covered by an insurance policy. So let me talk about that as well. When you utilize Airbnb or HomeAway, there is an insurance policy for up to, I think, a million dollars. Now, of course, to get that, you have something very, very extreme has to happen. But in my case, I had a guest who I had some floating shelves up and this guest knocked down my floating shelves. So when they booked, they put down a security pot, security security can't talk today security deposit and once you put down that security deposit if there's anything that goes wrong with the house they lose a deposit well one of my guests he knocked down my floating shelves to this day i do not know how he knocked down these floating shelves but um because of that i was able to take pictures submit them to airbnb and he had to pay me 
So let's say it was something a little bit more strenuous. I've also had a friend who um, he had a guest in his home and the guest threw out a cigarette in the backyard. Well, guess what? The backyard caught on fire and it damaged, you know, the grass. It damaged a couple of things, but they were able to get the fire out in time and it didn't burn down the house. Thank God. But that guest was fully responsible for that. And um, Airbnb actually kicked in and you're covered under that insurance policy. So when you talk about protecting your investment, then you, you really are protected. You want to just make sure that you know all the ins and outs. So again, we'll dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics because there's a lot that goes into running an Airbnb. It's almost like running your own hotel. Um, it's just not as on, on a, it's not as massive a scale, but you deal with a lot of stuff that comes at customer service and, you know, just dealing with people period is always a challenge um, because some people are just never going to be happy. And that's that. So that wraps up today's episode, guys. Thank you so much um, again for, for liking, subscribing, commenting. I want to do one more plug. Um, we also have a group chat. It's a Slack group where if you guys want to connect with Donnarell and I on the Econics team, um, we have a, the Slack group and I'll uh, post a link in the show notes. So if you want to get connected with us, you have questions that you want to, you know, we use it daily. So if you want to connect with us directly, go ahead and hit us up on there. Join the group, get acclimated, talk to everybody that's already in there. And, you know, if you if you don't join, you will regret it. I'm telling you, there's a lot of good people in that group and it's active and we're really making things happen in there. So if you want to network with other investors you have, you want to network with other entrepreneurs, that's a great way to do so. And last but not least, follow us on Instagram at Econics. Um, E-C-O-N-I-X with an underscore at the end. And then I hope to look look to hear from you guys soon. And if you have any questions, just hit us up. Thank you so much, guys. Y'all have a good one. Peace.